take over doubt, we gon' make it Show the world that I shine in our greatness Keep it real, never gon' fake this Till we make it, till we make it Taking off, flying high like a spaceship Take control, take a shot Alright, welcome back to Shake the Earth Podcast This is Danny Villarreal And I've got someone super special Close friend of mine, Sid Smith Sid, you're a little dirty today I am Sorry, I apologize, and stinky. The funny thing is, you text me, we, we talked just before, as you were on your way over here, and you're like, do I need to change? I'm like, I hope you don't change, because I want to talk about why you're dirty. <laughs> this is episode five of Shake the Earth Podcast. Got a good buddy of mine on Sid Smith. By all outward appearance, you can't really see from the camera, Sid looks like a normal dude. You are a normal dude. I am a normal dude. You're, out, you're above normal, though. Really? Yeah, we're going to go into that today. All right. How do I know you? Way back. You used to work for my dad back in the college Dude, days. Dude, it's been 13 years. Has it been that long? It's been that long. Man, we're getting old. I uh, walked into a travel lodge in Provo, Utah, looking for a job as a poor, broke student. <laughs> and uh, your dad, Stu, was kind enough to let me work at your... It's kind of a family-run business. Yeah, it, it was my grandpa's before that, and eventually my dad's, and then they sold it to build, help build the Provo Temple. Provo Temple sits yeah. right there, the gazebo. If you're ever at the gazebo, it's where the, the travel lodge was. I worked there for over a year yeah. and actually got married while I was there. And yeah. really cool time, actually. I was telling you how that whole job, that whole employment situation kind of formed my opinions about entrepreneurship and own business ownership. And uh, your dad was always super nice, so tell him thanks for me. Yeah, I will. He remembers you. He says you're a good worker. I came in to work late a lot, but that's just kidding. <laughs> well, that's only because I was working night shifts. Right? <laughs> I remember working super late there. That was the undesirable shift. That's when you get a lot of the... A lot of schoolwork yeah, done. Yeah, a lot of schoolwork and a lot yeah. of freaks that come in. and Tons of freaks. I kind of wish I wrote a book during that time. You totally could. On a weekend, you can write a whole book on yeah. some of the things you saw at downtown Provo. Uh, yeah. It's been cleaned up. That looks nice. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Sid, here's one thing I do remember. Back then, 13 years ago, you walking with difficulty mm-hmm. getting around. And that kind of leads into a story of last year, exactly the same weekend last year uh-huh. of me bumping into you for the first time in several years. Yep. When we knew each other working for your dad in 2005, you had some, you had some major leg issues. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, I would, you know, I had braces and I couldn't really get around much because of the disease I had called charcoal Marie tooth. It was just a progressive disease that got worse and worse as I got older in my feet. Yeah, it was that was a hard time. You were um, diagnosed with that at how old, 12? 12. 12 years old. 12 is when my parents noticed Did it, you know, so. did you have signs of like issues before that, but you just didn't know what it was or what was the, yeah, what was the like protocol? Yeah, like sports, you know, wasn't good at sports, you know, couldn't keep up with the kids at recess, that kind of thing, but had high arches and chicken legs. So I didn't like to wear shorts because yeah, I got chicken yeah. legs now and I don't have <laughs> degenerative bone diseases, but you're 12 years old. When you figure that out, do you really understand what that means? Like no to have that disease and, and I guess explain what the disease is. Cause it's pretty, it was pretty severe, right? Yeah. It's not too rare. Um, as far as it's a muscular dystrophy, um, genetic, but the type there's been different subtypes. The type that I had is pretty rare. You know, it wasn't the severity of, you know, people that have my disease, not all of them end up having their legs amputated. Okay. But um, for me, it was progressive. And I would also kind of make it harder by trying to do things. And then I had a bunch of surgeries, try to fix it. But yeah, at 12 years old, I didn't really know. Um, I actually kind of was embarrassed or sad 
And so I tried to like ignore it and just pretend like it would, didn't happen. And, you know, that's all I knew how yeah. to deal with issues is just to ignore them. We could talk for days, you and I. <laughs> um, Mountain Ops just did a really cool video, and I'm sure they're going to be okay with us sharing this when yeah, we launch this. Sure. But they did a cool video on on you sharing your story with that. And your Mountain Ops is the local company here in Utah that you're affiliated with. So I suggest everybody look at that. But you talk at at one point. You talk. Um, you have thoughts of self harm. Yeah. Like when you're when you're going through this, like real thoughts of self harm. Absolutely. And I want to talk about that because there are a lot of people that suffer with that depending on, on the circumstance, right? There's a couple of ways you can react to getting both legs amputated or some, going through something difficult. Mm-hmm. How do you pull through that? Like, how did, how did you pull through that? Oh yeah, it, it wasn't easy. You know, it's not something that you wake up and you, your, your mindset changes pretty much. It was just rock bottom, you know, it, and I don't, I think people that are going through issues don't have to necessarily hit rock bottom before they move themselves forward. But for me, it was a specific moment I can remember is on the way home from the doctor when he told me, okay, you know, we need to reamputate your left foot again, a little higher, which, you know, I'd already gone through the left first. I don't really want to go through that again. Plus I had to do the right. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not getting any ground. And, you know, I felt like I made the wrong decision and going through this, these surgeries and, and unfortunately my feet don't go back, but um, I remember coming home and wanting to drive my car on this bridge uh, and this these tanker trucks from the oil field comes through and I was like, man, wouldn't it be so awesome if it would just kind of plow me over? Because I, I couldn't do it to myself. Yeah, I couldn't. I justify the thought, right, of, yeah. of being able to kind of putting it into somebody else's hands. But, but yeah. nevertheless, it's the same severity of like being so low. Yeah. So low. It was. For for those of you listening, I'm, I've got Sid Smith. He's a close friend of mine. We go back several years. Sid, how long ago was this that you had them both amputated? Two and a half. Two and a half years long. ago, Sid had both of his legs at the kneecaps or just above the kneecaps? Right below the knee. Right below the knee. Yeah. Uh, amputated. And mm-hmm. what was the disease again? Because I've tried to remember it, but it's kind of a long No, name. it's fine. It's it's called Charcoal-Marie Tooth, or you can just call it CMT. CMT. Mm-hmm. And um, two and a half years ago has both legs amputated. you got a family. Yeah. You have a wife. You yeah. have kids. And that was really what pushed me forward because I just had to realize some of the things I still had, like the gratitude. And when you're in the darkest part, it's hard to see that. And for me, it was just is almost, I don't know, divine intervention that there was a thought in my head and it was the sound of the, you know, the pitter patter of my little girl trying to run down the hall because she was learning to walk um, around that time. And I just remember that sound very profoundly in my mind. And Dude, that, no joke, like you're sitting here today right now, I, I got the chills when you said that because I think you just tied into a, a deep emotion that like every yeah. parent has. Like I got the chills thing. I thought my five-year-old, you know, yeah. like we go through some hard times, uh, as well, just as people. And Mm -hmm. that is where I go to, like I go to my kids. And so that's anybody listening. If you're going through something hard, you're having thoughts of, of self-harm, find something that pulls you out, Mm -hmm. find something that pulls you up. You also found something in addition to your family to really put your energy into. And that's athletics, Mm -hmm. like an unlikely direction for a double amputee. (laughs) Definitely. I have to give this anecdote really quickly. A year ago today, roughly, 
I'm at, I'm at this trail race up in the mountains in Snowbird, and I see this guy running on blades, double amputee running on blades, and I'm like, he looks familiar to me. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know how it's been over a decade since I'd seen you. Uh-huh. Still couldn't put it together. And then I see, I run into your dad at Cabela's. It was crazy because all the dots connected, and it was like, that was Sid Smith. That was Sid. <laughs> and then I reached out to you. And I said, dude, we need to connect. And that was a year ago. Yeah. You're running mountain trails. You're running races. You're doing archery hunts up in the mountains with two with two blades for legs. Yeah. You're covered in dirt. Tell yep. everybody why you're covered in dirt today. Well, so today, like I said, a year later, same same run. Yeah. And Cameron uh, Haynes run. Cameron Haynes run. So if you're not familiar with Cameron Haynes, you've met him. You've been around him. Yeah. You? He's yeah. Cameron he's, Haynes is a he's he's a phenomenal person. Yep. Very uh, motivating. He's a beast. Yeah. But yeah, we had the trail run and there's just a lot of skill in trail running. And when you don't have feet to kind of feel the ground so well, you biff it. So that's kind of why I'm a little dirty. Yeah. So you're running and I ran that trail last year. I didn't run it uh-huh. this year. Uh, it's a pretty tough little three mile run. Like yeah. it, you're going up in the mountains, you're gaining some elevation and then you're, there's a lot of logs and slippery slopes and everything like that. But For you're, sure. yeah, you t- look closely at his left shoulder and his left elbow and he's covered <laughs> in dirt and he texts me before. He came, was like, do I need to change? I'm like, no, don't change. We're going to talk about that. Um, talk about your outlet, like in athletics and in that moment, you're sitting in the hospital bed, watching TV, feeling pretty helpless. And you mm-hmm. see a triathlete. Yeah. You know, I was, it was really just ironic that it was on TV right when I was in the, the rehabilitation facility and it was on the, the Ironman World Championship in Kona. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how awesome would it be to do that? And then when I saw somebody on there that had a prosthetic that was competing, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, what if it's something I could do? And of course I went to the Google and I'm like, can a double amputee do triathlons? And <laughs> as lame as it sounds, that's kind of what- That's how got, it started. That's how it started. You know what the crazy thing is, is that wasn't that long ago. No. That was, was two and a half years ago. Yeah, about two and a half years ago. And you're running races and you're, ri- you're riding your bike and you're swimming and, mm-hmm. and, and you're doing all this. I'm not, and it doesn't look easy. No, it's, it's tough. It's still, it takes, you know, just like anything, you just start somewhere and really from right out of the hospital, as soon as the stitches were good, I was able to swim and then learn how to bike and then didn't work my way into running. But it started like just for running was like maybe halfway around the track. And then it went a little bit further and to the point where I was to a mile. And then I did my first 5k, 10k half marathon and sprint triathlons, Olympic. And then my latest one is a Half Ironman. You've done a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. And three. You've done three of them. When was your last one that you did? Last one was St. George of this year. You're, you're training right now as well for one that you had to kind of pause. Didn't yeah, you? I had to pause. I, it was, oh my gosh, it was the week before my marathon. And we took our family to Disneyland and we decided to go to the beach. And I thought, well, I want to try surfing without any legs. <laughs> So I tried it in, well, first of all, I was on did a you, boogie did, board. Did you try it with your blades or were you just no. on the on the stubs? Yeah, which oh, was my mistake. Okay. So okay. I didn't want to get sand in the blades. So I thought, well, let's just go with no legs and crashed. And my, the end of my stump hit a rock and it, oh, anyways, I couldn't walk for a while. And it was days before the race. And I had to call the director and be like, I'm so sorry, but oh, geez. it's all right. It will happen. Just a bump in the road. That's part of the story. Yeah. That's part of the story. I think yeah. I texted you that when I saw that you were hurt. I'm like, this is part of your story that you're you're building, and it's so early on, but you're you're doing it. Like, what what would you say to somebody that is going through something extremely difficult 
like that, 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 uh, it might be, I always go back to like a divorce or a career change or mm-hmm. somebody starting a business or somebody that's, you know, needs to get their health in check for whatever reason. What, what would you say to that person? You know, we're all given different lots and different cards in a game of life. And really what's happening to you is just a small portion, maybe like 10%. The rest of it is entirely up on how you want to handle it, how you want your story written. A lot of that drive comes from your attitude. So if you can grasp your attitude, which I know is not easy, it it, it wasn't easy for me. I'm not happy all the time, but if you can corral your attitude and focus on that drive, good things will start happening and you'll get out of that rut. It's probably a constant reminder though, right? Yeah. Are there days where you're like, dang it, I wish I had legs. Like, or do you sit there and say, you know what, this has been the best thing for me because of this, this, and this. Like, what are your, what's your honest, I always wonder that. Like, no, I, you know, it, it took me a while to actually say this because I didn't quite understand it as I do now or maturity on the, on this, uh, what adversity does to people, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't trade my life for anything or want legs back or live it, you know, start over and say, well, you can have this life and you can look as good as Danny, or you can look, you know, be like Sid. And I, <laughs> no offense, I would pick me. Um, I think you, know. you just kind of back, did you backhand comment me by being, <laughs> by being polite at the same time? Hey, you got the looks, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up. I learned so much out of this experience. People that I met, doors that have been opened in my life, the blessings that my family's received, things about patience and trials that's helped me in my career. And just ultimately, you know, people hearing my story or saying things, I've, I've had people message me that have struggled through depression, suicidal yeah. thoughts, and how they've come out of it yeah. just by, you know, me being someone that can motivate them. And, and I've, I've found people that done that to me. So it's almost like a positive infection. And if I'm a part of that, you know, it's really, I think, a life that I wouldn't want to trade. So after that Mountain Ops video came out, I, I called you or we, we connected somehow. We talked yeah. and, and, I, and I mentioned how I want to have you on the podcast. And you, meant, you told me a story about somebody that reached out to you and talked about suicidal thoughts and how mm-hmm. them seeing your video yeah. actually helped them in their time of darkness. Yeah. I'm sure you're still getting videos like that. Last week, KSL did a uh, local news station, big local news station, did a did a piece on you. I'm scrolling through the news, sitting on the pot just like everybody does, and I'm like, "That's free. that's Sid. That's Sid Smith." <laughs> like your 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 story and your motivation is is far beyond. I'll say it far beyond what you probably could have done had you had normal legs. True. Right. Yeah. There's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's some pieces about that that you know definitely put me in that position who motivates you like who who are the individuals that you look to now that that motivate you there's a lot i can't i can say a few specific ones you know that stand out Uh, my parents have always been there for me it's not easy probably as a parent to see your kid go through trials my son was going through that i would want you know i'd plead to god to be like you know let me suffer not him and that wasn't easy for them. But I say my my big motivator is my wife. And it's just 
that something that she kind of had an idea when we got married that there could be problems. But then to go through something this extreme, during this process, we had a toddler, and, we, and then we had another, another baby on the way. We ended up losing it, had another baby on the way. We had, sorry, we ended up with the beautiful baby that we have now. <clears throat> and uh, she has just been my rock. She's been someone someone that stood by my side, even though it was the hardest thing for her to go through. She never complained, never complained. And it was, whew, sorry. This is raw. Yeah. Um, never complained. And so she honestly has been probably my biggest motivator. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> this is what we want to hear. This is what we... This is why you're here. You're an earth shaker. You and your <laughs> wife. I'd love to have her on and get yeah. her perspective. You know, it's funny. Someone else had said that too. And, and uh, good luck. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can send her some, some nice invitations to come to the office. Um, no, that's, that's, that is deep. And that's, that's heavy. And I appreciate you going to that point because it's oftentimes people only see you at the finish line. Yeah. And that's it. They don't see you slipping and falling and sliding down the mountain and the, the days and nights of dark depression. And, you know, the, for me, loathing in, in, in the pain, whatever it might be. And oftentimes for me, it, it is also my wife. Like those, those people you have, to, you have to look at and you have to appreciate the pain that they go through. Definitely. Right. And, and the, the suffering that they go through because it is real. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you going to that to that place. There's there's a there's a lot of emotion in that. Yeah, I mean it's I mean, you see my story and you you know like you talked about the KSL article and they do bring her into it, but they you really don't know. I mean, it was hard for me, but it wasn't. It was hard for her too, and she she stayed super strong. And I think you know she's she's my idol. I mean that's she's the one that deserves the limelight on, on all these things. And what's her name? Lori. Lori. Lori yeah. Smith. And you've got, remind me again, how many kids? We have four. You have four. Yeah. Okay. Um, ranging from age? Nine to nine months. Okay. So all, the fun years. Yeah. It's oh, this so is, fun right now. We were talking about that before. House. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. What do you, uh, what do you have on the horizon? What are you, what are you working on that is going to leave that legacy? You're always working on something. I'm, I'm following you on Instagram you're always working on something of, uh, to create motivation for people. And I want, to, I want our listeners to know and be able to follow you. Definitely. Um, you know, right now we just finished, or it's still in production. Um, we're doing a motivational film, um, kind of a family tie slash, you know, outdoors uh, with my son and my father, uh, where we climbed to the top of King's Peak. Um, as far as we know, we're probably the only uh, maybe the only WMT to do it we don't know for sure but it's tallest mountain in utah 28 miles to get there and backpacked in climbed to the top came down you know it was that was pro- that's probably the newest thing that we've done recently but King, saw, king's peak is that's the highest in utah right yeah highest in utah. what's the elevation of it again almost fourteen thousand, so i think 13 5 that's something yeah it's yeah it's tough man the elevation gain and the air is so thin it's it's you get a little bit of vertigo as you're going up this cliff and 
at the very top and you almost want to quit, but and that's part of the story. I don't want to ruin it. But. <laughs> so when is that going to come out? It's still in the works. Okay. We haven't really decided as far as we're trying to get people that might be interested in, in looking at it, but um, okay. that's still still up there. Of course, the Iron Man, the full Iron Man, the yeah. whole bring everything what, together. What's your time frame on that? Because I, I want to follow that. I want to sure. follow the training behind it because I think that's where people don't think yeah. to look, like the training that goes into that. I, I'm not trying to like beat a certain time. Mm-hmm. I want to just complete one. I mean, I eventually do because I've now found it addicting to do triathlons. For those that don't know what a triathlon is, what, what punishment do you submit yourself to? <laughs> it's uh, swimming, biking, and running. And the Ironman distance is going to be 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a 26.2 mile run. Without um, legs, my friends. Without <laughs> legs. Yeah. Right. Time frame right now, 2019 is the goal. I'm having some comp- complications with running. Since I got my running blades, my leg has changed a little bit in shape. So I'm not as fast as I could be, and I'm running with a little bit more pain. So if I can get that tuned in, then yeah, it's definitely possible. If not, I mean, there's no race for me to do it. Although, I don't know, I'm getting older. <laughs> we were talking about that yeah. before this. Yeah. We're both 35. Yeah. We're not spring chickens anymore. No, no. I I think I have more gray hair than you, though. Because I pulled out. You dyed it? No, I'm kidding. No. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm losing my hair. That's why I'm wearing hats. Oh. I'm more down days. <laughs> So 2019, that's the that's the target date. That's the target date, yeah. Okay. Um, we also want you know try to do a few hunts. I really um, into hunting. You and I share that same passion. Yeah. Archery, shooting, hunting. That's where I I get my recharge. Is like being outdoors and, and hunting and fishing. And you have not let this issue stop you from hunting. I've seen you up mm-hmm. in the mountains hiking mm-hmm. with with your blades, like. You make it look easier than probably what it is, but you're up there. I mean, you could let it affect you, but you don't. No, you know, it's, that's the thing is if it affects you, then you're going to quit. But really most people, they could do, I'm just an average Joe. They could do everything that I'm doing. Most people. And they choose because they probably feel like they're going to fail. And I've, you know, fell. Look at me. I freaking tripped on, (laughs) spiffed it face first in the in uh, in the dirt and and really it's just all about learning from that and and using that towards your advantage to be successful one of the things that you have said that stood out to me since watching that video that came out is you're sitting in the hospital you see triathlon and and you see a someone with a prosthetic performing in that triathlon and you literally started with baby steps Mm -hmm. like (laughs) one step at a time yeah and then the next time it was a couple steps and the next time it was a block and the next time it was a mile. And like, it was, you, you literally started from zero. Like you had to learn how to walk again. Yep. It was, and it was funny cause it was right when my, my third was learning to walk too. So it was kind of a cool daddy daughter learning experience. But Golly. The, the, the part that I wanted people to understand though, about the baby steps is that sometimes that was not a step forward. Sometimes it's a step back and that's sometimes where you lose, lose a little bit of people, but, um, that's kind of, you know, really just one step at a time. And it's amazing, you know, a year or so what it did is five months after the double amputation where I competed in my first triathlon. Five months after mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty dang fast. Yeah, it was it, it, I mean, it's just, 
the first one didn't work out and it's just amazing you know the the blessing to just have no not i mean i had some issues but not any major issues to finally get to that point golly man that's that's crazy so i always ask this question to my guests because someone asked me this when i started my first company they were more kind of asking in maybe more critical tone but i'm not asking a critical tone what makes you think that you can do it and why like why are you pushing yourself so hard to go to king's peak why why do you want to do a, a full triathlon like so what makes you think you can do it and why? A couple things. For one, I want to prove to myself that I can do hard things. I want to prove to my kids that no matter what situations you um, are given, that you, you write your own story. You know how to do what, what needs to be done to get that point. And, you know, another thing, too, I mean, I get that question, too, because people think I'm crazy for doing it. But I asked them, I was like, well... If you were given a pair of wings to fly, would you fly everywhere? And they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, it's it's the same thing. I said, like, I've had this disease my whole life and couldn't do it. Now that I can, it's almost like I'm a kid again and start over. Um, so I'm enjoying it at the same time as, as uh, trying to use it as a teaching lesson to to my kids and my peers. Dude, you're, you're like, you're so grounded in reality. Like it's, it's amazing. Like, and that, and I think that speaks volumes to your attitude and like your, your ability to be able to, to look for the positive. And, and I'm sure that that's not e an easy talent to, to develop, but, but you have it like I, it, just as you said that you're like, you don't wish for good legs. You mm -hmm. just wished for legs that worked and mm -hmm. now you have legs that work. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go back and fix, you know, the legs, mm -hmm. but what you can do is get a better pair of legs. And now you're able to do more than what you've been able to do before in, in the past. Um, sure, there's things you miss. Like you know, one of the things that I was cutting my lawn last week and I actually thought about you because I went and I did it barefoot. And in that video, you talk about the night before your operation, you go, you went out and just walked on the grass barefoot and you're like, I'm going to miss that, like miss some of those small things. That's, it's incredible. Like what you're doing, man. I, I applaud you. Uh, in everything. I, we're going to film a, a little bit after this and so that people can kind of see your setup, your blades, the carbon. Yeah. Carbon They're fiber. light. Yeah. These ones, are, these ones are light. I have a couple pair, but, uh, yeah. you, you're really keen on a, on an organization. And I want you to talk about that, that really helped you get these, mm -hmm. um, prosthetics. What, what's the name of it? It's called amputee blade runners. Okay. Um, pretty much they're an organization charity that, uh, realizes that, running prosthetics, most insurance companies won't cover them. You know, they find it as something as a luxury or unnecessary. And um, they wanted to get prosthetic running legs to people that want to run, not just to have them in the closet and they can casually run. Someone that wants to do things kind of like me. Yeah, they helped me out with that. And it's it was almost life-changing because now I can run with not as much pain and I could do a lot of things more than I could with walking legs. That's awesome. Well, Good for you on finding that that uh, connection. And, and if anybody wants to follow you, can they? Where can they follow you and find you online? Right now, you know, I do a lot with probably Instagram more than the other channels. Um, so just my hashtag is um, excuse me handle is uh, try no feet. T R I underscore no feet. Try no feet. Try T R I underscore no feet. Mm -hmm. I'm asking more because I'm 
curious what <laughs> what, what what hunts do you have planned this year <laughs> this year you and i are going to be talking more about this um i have a dedicated deer so i have all three seasons on the, the mule deer in utah and then i'll have the multi-season for elk okay. um and then uh, i have third season rifle colorado nice so, so you're far. gonna be busy you're gonna be up in the mountains a lot a little bit yeah you're gonna be filming um do some videos yeah i think we're gonna try to do the elk um you know that's one that's a little easier to film just because of the whole calling experience yeah all right last question we're going to sign off and i i hope you're up to it but i'd like to have you on again maybe sure. after you do a race or before as you're preparing for a race i want to go i want to go deeper into like mental preparation Absolutely. Now, now that this kind of episode will stand as like a backgrounder i'd love to have i'd love to be able to be part of like the mental and physical preparation of a, of an event, like a triathlon or something like that. Last question is what would you tell somebody who's listening to this right now, driving to work, who is going through some depression? Maybe they want to do something great with their life. Maybe they want to shake the earth in some way. Your one piece of advice for that person. You know, if you don't have the ability you know, to, that you, you feel like you don't have the ability to, to stand out, you'd be surprised at what you could do. The depression is, you know, I think we all suffer from it in some form. Ultimately, make a choice and, and, and obviously the, the right choice, you know, you know which one it is. Make that choice on how your life is, should be played out. There's plenty of times that, that obviously seem like it's the easy way. And I, and I get that, you know, when, when you've been down that road, it seems like taking the, taking your life or, or going down that dark path seems easy, but the hard way and pushing through it is definitely worth it. You know, I, I, I promise, uh, it's, it's honestly, um, worth it. And it's not going to be easy all the time. And, and none of us have it easy. So, I mean, some do, but you, like my my issues you can see yeah physically and and some people you just don't know so think about that think about gratitude think about things that you have in your life that can make you happier and what things that blessings you have your eyesight your hands and so forth and then find something that'll keep you busy for me it was physical fitness something that keeps my mind going something that keeps motivating me to push it to the next level um do that it's good to have hobbies i love that I love that for me, we talked about this on another podcast, but for me, it's just shooting my bow. Like yeah. I, I have pretty bad OCD and like ADD and like have struggled with, with, uh, you know, some negativity at times, just that type of thing. And, and shooting my bow is focused with me on every single shot. Like I have to focus on one thing. And so everybody needs to have something that they can put their time and energy into and be actively engaged in something good. Any last words? I I just appreciate you letting me come talk to you. Dude, I appreciate it. It was good. It. it was good running into you literally up on the mountain. And uh, I hope to be able to do that again with you. Everybody, we had Sid Smith, close friend of mine. He's a double amputee who does hard things, and he's an earth shaker. If you've got the time, if you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes and Google Play. Leave us a review on, on iTunes, and uh, we'd appreciate that. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.